0: I well, love you guys, appreciate y'all, and thank y'all for being here this morning, and such a beautiful, beautiful day outside, and I wanted to share something God's been stirring in my heart this week, and uh, I'm gonna pretty much just be reading out of Galatians 6. That's where I've been studying this week, and uh, um. God yeah, just really been stirring some things within me that I've been asking God for uh, some direction in in what He's doing and and then what's going on and the the attack that might be coming and and we anybody I think in here would know would could agree with me that there's been a, a there's been an agenda of the enemy to come against the body with offense which breeds division you know which that's that's the fundamentals of the enemy and he's, which is complete opposite as we know of christ which is unity and love and laying one's life down for another correct so as i was reading in galatians 6 this week and i just kept kind of going over it i've been really having on my heart um Studying other men of the apostolic calling. And I've been reading a book on apostolic foundations and I'm getting towards the end. And each man that I've studied um, about, if you look in their time at that point in time, they were not real uh, famous or liked by a lot of people. And so a book that I started, I picked up the other day, I went to a bookstore and, and I was just looking for something, like <clears throat> one thing that I'm passionate about is, is character. I want I to want, um, learn everything I need to learn, but I want to live something that I learned. Does that make sense? So I'm real passionate about not that and just in other people, but in myself, I always, everybody's geared differently, you know, and I understand that everybody has different giftings. And so they perceive things differently. But when I say, when I'm listening to Chad and he's up here teaching us or someone else, how what I do myself is I start going, okay, where does that apply to me? You know, how, how can I, uh, Where where, God, where do you need to expose in me in this in this place? So, I just want and this you know I just have this desire to truly have a character that's that's like Jesus. And I really believe if I live like Jesus and I live in such a way, I won't have to worry so much about what to say or what to do. Y'all hear me there? Because I believe a lot of times we, I've done it, and I think about everybody else in here has probably done this. God, what is your calling in my life? What's your calling for my life? Anybody ever prayed that or asked that or wondered that? Well, I'm a pretty simple person, and my mind is naturally is think simply. And as I've... You know, you, you start having occupations, right? <clears throat> something you you like, you have a hunger for in your carnal job and stuff. We start understanding your giftings, right? So like me training horses, I start understanding that God's put something on me because I make it simple for the horse to understand. And it makes, and so all of a sudden, I start understanding why when I read scripture, um, I want it just to be simple. and And so I think... The gospel is is really a simple thing. And I think sometimes in my life I've made it complicated. <clears throat> and I think we can do that in our lives. But the goal of where I'm headed today with this message is, is bearing one another's burdens. This is where I this is this is what I want to head to and lead to. In in bearing another's burdens, there's Different things through that process that that the Lord is just showing me in my life how I have to live to do that. I really can't bear another person's burdens if I'm stuck on my rights, my wants, what I get out of the relationship and what comes to me. The only way to to really bear another you guys' burdens is to really care for you. Well, then I got to have a relationship with you, not based upon what you do for me, but upon what can I carry for you? And so I, I really was studying out this word, uh, <clears throat> this burden, and it was talking about in this, this Greek meaning was about to carry and uphold for somebody. So as we, as we know what Christ did for us, laying down his life, and we're to do that for our brother. What does that mean in your life, in your life, you know, in your place right now? What does that mean for you? How can you do that? What does that entail? What's that going to take? Well, I think there's some simple things that it takes that we want to get away from, and it's those things that I just mentioned. We have to truly be, let God take all of Tyler out, per se so that i can carry something for someone else so in this journey that i'm in and i've just really been seeking so i went to this christian bookstore and i found a smith wigglesworth book that this pastor wrote that was it was a, it was called a man i believe called god a man after god i can't remember the exact name but anyways this pastor was a was a friend of his and he walked with him and this was his encounter of Smith Wigglesworth's life behind the scenes. And I'm like, that's what I want to know. You know, does that make sense? Like, that's what my heart yearns for. I want to know who was he in the middle of the night. I want to know who were these men of God. Who was Paul? You know, I was talking to a brother the other day about, in the first chapter of Galatians, about where it talks about Paul's giving him his history. You know, I spent 14 years I'm thinking, what did he go through? 14 years is a long time, long time. What was his culture in that moment? He had nothing, him and the Lord and the Lord grooming him. And he had to go through some things. So that means he went through some things he had to own to be able to release it when he come out of the 14 years. So all the, all the epistles and all these letters and all these things, Paul had a vision and a goal to take the body of Christ closer to Jesus' feet. But if you were in that church service and you were in that body of people and he was telling you, what if he told you, I'm astounded to know that you've, you've walked away from your faith in this area. Would he, would he be famous up here today? I'm, I'm like, man. So you watch these men of God, and you're like, what did he go through every one of those days? I know for me, for my life, like what I go through every day is a blessing. I love what I do. But like everybody else, there's times when you're tired and you're wore out, and I don't want to clean another nasty stall. Nasty. Nasty. You know what it takes? It takes time to get on my knees and get it all over me, get all over my hands. It takes me sweeping that thing clean. It takes me cleaning their water. It takes me keeping things fresh. It takes all that for that horse to be whole and healed. Well, what about us doing that spiritually? Am I willing to get in the middle of your mess on my hands and knees, clean your crap out, To lift you up to Jesus. But it can't be a one man show. This has to be all of our hearts together. So in essence, if we all have this heart, anything that tries to divide, anything that wants to be offensive is going to fall away. Because we're not going to care about my rights. We're not going to care about what I'm doing. If I'm in the middle of cleaning your junk up, and I'm smiling, and I'm loving Jesus, and you're doing that for me. But you know when it's hard, and Chad's touched on this quite a bit. When it's hard is when you're having to allow someone to do that for you, and they're getting into your junk. And you don't want them to see your messy house. And you don't want them to see behind the door where you've been shoving everything and close the door. You don't want them to see the dust on things. You don't want them to see the fingerprints on things. Well, let me get my house perfect so you can come in and see that I'm perfect. What good am I to the kingdom? I'm not. I'm right where the enemy wants me to be. Because when when I'm living in a hidden place like that, I'm the easiest prey for the enemy to put offense and division in. Because the one moment somebody says, your house doesn't look just right, I get offended. Well, I can't believe they just said that. When Tyler has to come to place and really realize I'm nothing without Jesus. Why am I here? Like, why am I living here? Why... Why am I breathing? I've been really caught on this word Yahweh about the breath of God. And I've been listening to this whole, y'all probably all heard the, several years ago, uh, Chris, uh, who are they? Stephanie Grant singer Amanda Cook did the song Yahweh and they kept singing the breath of God. And man, I'm just thinking, man, it just, just has just been touching my heart. But in order for us to be who we're supposed to be right now in this season. We're we're in a detrimental place in, in the season that we're at, that it's very critical that we know where we're at. Who knows? Who knows this fact? If you don't know where you're gonna be attacked, you're gonna get slaughtered. You gotta know where you're going, you gotta know what's coming, and you gotta be able to be prepared for what. It's not giving anybody glory, but it's being prepared to stand the ground we're called to stand, as Chad's teaching us in Ephesians 6. So my, my heart, my passion is, is, is this, is that. So I was, I was reading this book on Smith Wigglesworth and this pastor's account of him. And he said the first time he met him, he stayed in his house. And he came down on the door, on these stairs, and he said, like, he's really passionate about it. He said, God spoke to me this morning while I was sleeping. And he said, what did he say? And he said, Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth, I'm going to burn every piece of you out, or it's only Jesus. And he at these stairs was weeping and crying, and he shouted out, Lord, do it for me. That's my prayer for my life. When I read that, I'm like, man, what an awesome testimony. Because this man says, if I can sum up anything about Smith, was worth, this was his life. What a testimony to have. It wasn't about uplifting him. It wasn't about all these things. And I'm not glorying in a man. I'm just saying that I just want to be such at a place with Jesus. That it's not about me. And so every one of my relationships can't be about what you're going to give me. It's about what can I help hold that you're, that's heavy for you. If you're holding something that's too heavy, that's, that's just, you just can't do it anymore. How selfish is it of me to go, well, I'll carry your burden. But, oh, you talked to me wrong. You, you handled something wrong. You didn't do something just right. I can't do I can't do anything for you. I'm so stuck on I'm so selfish about what I'm getting out of this thing that I can't be who Jesus needs to be to you. And so we need to be that for each other. And so in order to do that, we have to have relationships close enough that they can't hurt us. Within the body, within our marriages, If I in my marriage is is so selfish I'm going to pull all the life out of my wife and she's not going to have anything to give. But if I can take what she has and, and hold and bear this thing and then lift her up to Christ and do this for the body of Christ and I just have a just just a strong passion i just had this sh- strong thing god's mission showing me about and i said a little bit last sunday about just going to work you know and it seems simple but there's just some basic things that we want to get away from because we want these visions we want these big firework things happening and those things will come you know i <clears throat> there for a while before we moved here we were in a place and and this is not wrong. I'm just saying they were all the time. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see people healed. And, and which is awesome and great. But very seldom did I hear them say, Lord Jesus, let me be a sacrifice for you. It was all about, I want, I want, you, to, I want you to do something in me so I look a certain way. Does that make sense? And it just, it just troubled me. God wants and desires, and those things are going to happen. But I want to be in love with Jesus so much. And so I want and I desire to be in a place to carry a load that you guys might have. But I can't do it if, if I'm struggling with my identity. If I'm struggling with what I look like or what, how you feel of me. I've got to know that I'm a son. And I don't, I can't do anything to earn it. I, I, I receive it. And as I receive and I own that place of identity, then I can help my brother walk through something he's struggling with. And then and then walk with him long enough. And the and the, the unique things about process, who in here always wants the process to hurry? Like that. That place sometimes stinks, doesn't it? Come on, let's just get through this. I want to get off my hands and knees in this stall. I want to just train the horse. You know how many young guys have come to me? I've been doing this since since I was 17. I'm 41 now. And I've cleaned a million stalls and done all that. And I just, the last few years, have gotten to the place where I can show a horse. You know how many young guys come to me and they want to step in and start showing those horses. They've never cleaned a stall. They've never done anything for anybody else. They've got a little bit of talent and they want to come in and do that. And you wanna and they think it's just gonna be simple and easy and all, you know, in my mind, I sit back and I just kind of like, Well, you'll just figure it out. But that person that does that, can he carry the load for me in the natural? I'm going to have to carry him. I'm going to have to not only do everything I'm having to do, but I'm going to have to carry him and walk with him. What if I walk with him long enough that right when he gets into the place and he's gone through this process, I've gone through all the stuff, I've gone, he's spit on me, talked about me, and I've gone through all this, and we just keep loving, and he's about ready to show that horse. And they decide, I'm going to walk away. Am I going to let that affect me or I'm going to love the next person just as much? So tie that spiritually to your life. Are you willing to go through the process of life and carry someone so far and know there's a chance that they may just go, you know what? I don't want to do this. Are you willing to do it? Jesus did it for us. How do, you, how do you have a king of kings and Lord of lords, the man that he is, the awesome, powerful father, Jesus is fixing to go to slaughter and his, Judas comes and gives him a kiss. Like, how do you be loving that moment like he is? How are you gonna know how to walk through that if you don't have a Judas in your life? You're not. So in that moment, there's, there's a place of uh, decision making. I'm either going to go, you know what? It ain't worth it. Or, you know what, Lord Jesus? Whatever it takes, burn Tyler out of me. The process of burn is not fun. And we want to rush through it and get through it and go on. But if I can encourage anybody with something, the Lord, I just feel like this is where we're at right now. And not, don't take it lightly. Anybody that knows anything about army or a team, I mean, whether it any kind of sports. I was telling my my son the other day, him, okay, you've got two girls and a boy. And they're doing chores. And they all want to be the boss. (laughs) So Gideon's really good and talented, and he's the real organizer, and he sees things. But he wants to kind of bark orders and sit back and then tell them why they're doing what they're wrong. <laughs> and so I was talking to him the other day about being a team player, and he's doing an awesome job. And he's stepping up and doing great. But I'm just making an example that we have to have each other, and we can't do this alone. And that's why to hold another burden, how do you do that unless you're with them? How do you carry another burden for somebody and help walk with them through something if you're not with them? You have to be in a relationship in such a way that you feel things. And so the other day I had a friend of mine that was going through something. And he called me and I was praying and man, when, when he told me, man, it hit my heart. And I felt this just, ah. And the Lord started showing me, this is the burden I'm calling you to carry. You carry this for him. And I got on my face and I prayed for my friend. Jesus wants us to get to such a place that we love somebody so much. Because what is that? It's, it's Jesus. It's loving Jesus in our lives so much that we'll carry something for someone. And as Chad has said this about prayer before, if you don't, how does he put it? Um, I can't remember the exact wordings It just left me. But I just feel like holding someone's burden is the same way. Like you have to truly carry someone's burden. You have to love them so deeply that you feel their pain, that you feel what they're going through and you wanna hold uphold them. But um, if y'all would go with me to Galatians 6 and... 6-2 6 2, it says, be, Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And it says, For if a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. I think it's very wise for my life that I examine my heart with an open book. Y'all hear me there? Not to deceive myself in thinking that I'm. Somewhere where I'm not. I don't know. if But that's just, just for me. Um, but it, let every man prove his own work. And then shall he be. Re, let he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaching him and all good things. That scripture just, that verse right there just hit me really strong for me, and I think it's very important that when we're being taught something that, or God's teaching us and taking us through something, it's very, it's very good and healthy to go to the leaders, leadership, go, hey, man, this is what the Lord's showing me, you know, and that's how we grow. Like, that's how, that's how I grow, you know. I, man, this is what I feel like God's saying, and and I may get, man, that's encouraging. That's awesome. Or I may get, well, I see that. But I think if you look at it like this, and that's how we become, you know, when we're children and we're maturing into something, let me ask you, Is anybody raise their hands in here and tells me they have it all figured out, that they've arrived? And so in that, we're growing together. And when we keep that heart of humility, lowness, low self-esteem, the, the enemy cannot, he, he can't affect that. I mean, there's no way he can bring any division, offense in me if I, have, if I don't care. If I don't care about myself. I don't care about what I'm going through. If my, if my care and my, my passion and desire is for what bothers you. Does that make sense to you guys? Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting. Be careful what you're sowing. What? What are you putting into the ground? Are you putting into the ground selfishness your rights upholding what you want to see how you're feeling are you are you are you putting such things in the in, in your ground, or are you putting things like Jesus did, like laying himself low and loving someone else, even when it's gonna cost you something? Because if we look at the life of Jesus and we look at every man of God in the word, every one that I read about, it cost them something. It cost him a lot. And I think that uh What I in my life had seen before we ever got here was a culture teaching it's all about you. You do this and you're going to be blessed. You do this and God wants you to be this and that. Well, prosperity in the kingdom and prosperity in the natural, a little bit different. Yeah, the Lord wants us blessed. But what does he want blessed? What am I going to take with me when I, when I see him? Am I going to take anything here on this life? And I had to get through this because I started, I was praying for things in my life to be blessed. Materialistic things, what I'm getting at. Vehicles, you know, as far as me being a horse trainer, the horses, the barns, the, in your life, it's going to be something different. That's what it was for me. I made these things of God in my life, and I colored it with Jesus. And, and the second somebody did something to offend me, boy, I was going to let them have it. While going to church, while speaking certain things, while living such a way. Man, who wants to follow after that? And so now... I want it to truly be about Jesus. So prosperity for me is, is that my heart's exposed. Prosperity for me is, is that I look like Jesus. Prosperity for me is, is when I walk in a bathroom and it's nasty and dirty and I go in there and clean it. And no one knows about it. Prosperity for me is, is doing, serving others without feeling like I have to get something out of it. And this last, I'm just going to end here in 10. And it says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. I'm sorry, I, I left this. It's nine, six, nine, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. When you, when you live this life, there, there's going to get times when you're, you're going to get weary. There's going to be things that are going to get hard, and, but the harvest is coming. And there's something that I was praying up here about a week ago. And I just saw this, and I believe it's for the body here. I saw this ground that was being plowed. And somebody, I just see hands just toiling. And sweating and just hard. It looked dry. And it had been a long, you could tell a long season of just stirring the soil up with their hands. And I heard the Lord tell me that the harvest is coming. It's coming. Your harvest that you've been waiting on, that you've been believing for, it's coming. Just don't quit. Don't give up. But it gets a lot easier to not quit and give up when we Prefer our brother over ourselves. Y'all hear me this morning? So, when the temptation comes to be tempted with something, this morning when we were driving to church, we we're trying to get here. Lindsay's needing to be at practice, and we're early as always. No, late as always. <laughs> And uh, and so we're trying to get here. Well, this car in front of us was driving pretty fast. And then the, this truck turned right out in front of them and kind of slammed on their brakes, which it was very rude. You know, but the person in front of us was like, and uh, Lindsay's like, well, I wonder if they're going they're late to church like we are. <laughs> and uh, And I thought, we don't want that to be our reputation, do we? I've done it as well. as well as any, I mean, I've done it. Do we want that to be known of us as a body of people? That the world looks at us, well, yeah, they're, they're late to church or they got their table too late at lunch or they didn't get the right thing to eat or, or, do, you, or, di, or do they want to see this? Oh, I'm going to slow down. Go ahead, brother. It's okay. I'm an eternal being living in time. I'm not late. Go ahead. That's where Jesus wants us to get. And it's a process to get there. We're not going to always. And there's going to be moments where like, man, I did good today. It was good. I, I preferred everybody. I served everybody. I got in the crap. And I smiled. And everything was great. And then the next day hits and something happens. And you're like, oh. You feel your heart going, oh. You got to get your tongue go, ah, you know, am I the only person that's had to literally grab my tongue and yank it? (laughs) (laughs) But I want to come to a place where it's it's a response because God's love in me has been perfected in such a way that it's not about me anymore. It's not about what I look like. So if we're honest with ourselves, when we get offended, where does the offense come from? Well, we want to point the finger. Well, they, yeah, 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 right? But if we really expose and look at the whole thing, how do we get offended? We get offended because what it made us look like or what we feel like we appeared as. Y'all hear me this morning? So let's, as a body of people, allow the Lord to show us how do we my wife was bringing this story up this morning. When, that, when the man went and carried the cross for Jesus. How do we, Lord, show us, give us this place to do that? One of the translations in one of these verses, it says when we do this, do it with, with an excellence. Let me not just operate that way. Let me operate that way with excellence. Let me operate in such a way with everything that I can. And when we're that way, we don't have to worry about the fake smile anymore. Anybody ever had a fake smile? You're like inside, you're like, oh man, I'd really like to rip your head off right now. <laughs> Let's operate in such a way that it's it's pure, it's holy. It's truly Mary at the feet of Jesus. I want to be able to prefer y'all. And there's times when I need to wash someone's feet. But there's two things in that equation. I've got to be able to wash their feet and they've got to allow me to. So in this deal... Let's be the people that let God heals our hearts, heals our identity, heals who we are so that we know who we are and whose we are and we're not worried about that anymore and come to such a place of confidence in Christ Jesus that when we come there, we can carry another's burdens, but let us also come be in this place in that process when someone wants to carry your burden, you allow them. Because we have to allow that access. Jesus does not force anything upon us. There's an invitation. And so this morning, I just, this is just something the Lord has been burning in me this week. And I pray this has touched somebody in here this morning. But let us be a people that's not about our rights anymore. That's about someone else. Let us be a people that truly lays low and prefers someone else over ourselves. Let us be such a people. And in order to do that, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about with Swift Wigglesworth. Word that he said, this is my prayer for me. Lord Jesus, burn Tyler out so that only Jesus can be seen. Does anybody else in here want that in their life? Do you want, do you want the old man burned up? If y'all stand with me this morning, I'm going to close up, and I'm just going to pray. And anybody that is in agreement in your life for this place, just agree with me for your, your life and where you're at. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, and we thank you, and we praise you. We thank you for who you are. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you right now, burn the old man up. Set us afire in the name of Jesus. Set all that up and burn it up so that only you're seen in the name of Jesus. And Father, we want to truly pray this and allow you to do this. And as you do this, Lord, give us the grace to walk this path and this process out to be like you, Jesus. Father, give us a heart that you have, that, you, that we can love others more than ourselves. Give us such a hunger to be a unified body of Christ where nothing can come in and offend us and cause division in, in the name of Jesus. That we make and we draw a line in the sand and we say, I will serve the Lord, me and my house, and I will not be offended in Jesus' name that we will make this stand, and we will carry something for someone else in Jesus' name. And Father, through this fire, that you're going to set your people on fire by the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Father God, set us afire in Jesus' name. Erupt this place. And Father God, we just praise you. We thank you, Father God, for who you are. Make us like you. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that, Father, you're stirring up the gifts in the name of Jesus in this house. People that have been sitting back and laying back and go, well, I'm just not. That they, that, Father, you're going to stir a fire up in their spirit. And they're going to start walking in their callings. The evangelists are going to start coming out. The teachers, the prophetics, the apostles, all the the giftings are going to start flowing Out And you just stir up your heart and your people. And that, Father God, that we have a passion in this life that it's no longer about this world, but it's about you, Jesus. Give us a heart like these men, these apostles like Paul. That are willing to walk with you no matter the cost. And we thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name.